Hello and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. We have Floyd Mayweather back on the show today. So if you're listening to this at the time of publish, Floyd has an imminent upcoming exhibition boxing fight with YouTuber Logan Paul. We've managed to get this exclusive interview. Rob and Floyd sit down to discuss why Floyd is fighting Logan Paul, the story behind it, Floyd gets into details and reveals possible future fights along with other things. Floyd also talks about his entrepreneurial ventures and talks a little bit about some of his investments. Make sure to head over to Rob Moore's YouTube channel and subscribe. So let's just get straight into the interview with Floyd Money Mayweather, pound for pound, number one superstar boxer. But remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Floyd, thank you very much for taking time out of your, what I can imagine is a very busy schedule to do this interview. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. So um, I thought we might have a bit of fun and do three different rounds. Uh, Round one, a bit about your business life. Obviously, I run a podcast called The Disruptive Entrepreneur and have a lot of people who love, love the business side of what you do. And a bit, of course, about your upcoming fight. Round two, the money round. And then round three, we'll do a bit more of a quick fire round and a bit about what's coming next for Floyd. Is that okay. good? No problem. All right, great. So um, obviously you've got a big fight coming up and I'll come to that in a minute. But first question I'd like to ask you, Floyd, is um, what would you say is most misunderstood about you? Um, just my heart. I'm a really giving person. I'm a person that cares. Um a person that really believes in himself and a person that is going to push yourself to be great. And I push myself to be great. And uh, every day I tell my children, um, tell them you guys can be great. You guys are already great because you come from greatness, but you have to put in the work and, and dedicate yourself. So it's uh, what a lot of, it just, you don't know really how a person really is. A lot of times we judge people off of what, other people say you know if 10 writers say i don't like this person then everybody starts saying i don't like this person or if 10 people say this guy is a villain then everybody starts saying a person is a is a villain whereas i feel like i'm misunderstood and a lot of times when it's something that you don't understand you don't like so you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion to judge floyd mayweather but at the end of the day, it's about self-preservation. As long as I'm happy, uh, that's what's important first. So, I mean, um, people's going to always judge you, but you, I just believe in striving for the best and just being who I am. Why do you think people do misunderstand that about you? Oh, it, does, it doesn't matter. I think it, because um, I get hate, I get the hatred from b- both sides, but it all started with me just believing in myself, me speaking things to an existence, me saying I'm the best, me knowing I was going to become the best, and now me being Mr. TBE. <laughs> Floyd, would you say you are a risk taker? Absolutely. I mean, you don't get to the Olympic Games not taking a risk. You don't become world champion in five different weight classes not taking a risk. You don't get to where I got to by buying yourself out your contract, then becoming one of the, the biggest of all time. 
So you have to take risk. I don't mind taking a risk. Every day you wake up and get out the bed and go out there into the real world, you're taking a risk. And would you say um, the risks in your boxing career have been different to the risks that you've taken in business? Um, the, the, boss, the boxing risk, I think, is always more dangerous because it's dealing with, you know, it's dealing with your mentor, your faculties. You know, you can easily get, get yourself hurt. One shot can end your whole career. And, and same thing in a, in a business world because you could take a heavy loss and it can stress a person out. So it's really probably about the same. Have you ever put too much on the line or are you always careful not to put it all in? Um, you don't ever want to put it all on the line except for in, in boss and in business. You want to um, just put a little bit out there and see what you can do with a little bit. If everything goes great, then you put a little bit more. So the fight you've got coming up, Floyd, who do you think has taken the biggest risk taking that floor of that fight? Has it been you, Floyd Mayweather, or has it been Logan Paul and why? Well, it's always me because at the end of the day, I'm always in a no-win situation. If I go out, I talked about this numerous times. If I knock him out in the first round, they're going to say it was a waste of our money. If I carry him, let him go a few rounds, then they're going to say, oh, Floyd Mayweather couldn't knock this guy out. But people got to realize I'm, I'm still retired, officially retired. But I didn't retire from entertain, entertaining people, and I didn't retire from making money. So this coming up soon, in a couple of days, it's all about entertaining the people. The people want to be entertained. You got to realize, as far as with the world, it's been a lot going on in the world, as far as with the coronavirus and this pandemic, everything going on. But I'm happy that I'm able to still just go out there, entertain, and to a massive crowd also. It's going to be a crazy crowd because, you know, sporting events as of lately haven't been really crowded like usual, you know. It's been scattered out. So it's going to be a great crowd, and I'm happy just to be entertaining and giving the people something to see. So um, Jake Paul stole your hat. Did he make a bit of a mistake doing that? What was that all about? Uh, that's in the past. I don't. I don't really worry about that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not facing Jake. I'm not facing Jake Paul. I'm facing, I'm facing Logan Paul. So come Sunday, it comes down to the the two competitors. And uh, both Logan and Jake have been pretty disrespectful to you. I think. Are you is that easy for you to park out of your head, or does that get under your skin a bit? I don't worry about that. I mean, you know, come, just coming up in the inner city, we always competed against one another. We always trash talk, whether it's football, basketball, boxing, baseball, bowling, playing cards, shooting pool, whatever we did, we always talk trash. So that's nothing new. So there's a lot going on around your world at the moment. How do you maintain focus on the job at hand? You've got to do all the interviews, the media, the hype, the noise, the social media everywhere. How do you stay focused? Um, I've done this so many times. So I know what it takes when it's something of this caliber. So I'll just go out there and just do what I do. But I don't really worry about nothing. Every day is just another day for me. 
And you're still easy to stay motivated after all these years? Well, motivated. I'm not. Once again, I'm a retired fighter. So motivated. I mean, but it is a little bit of motivation to keep me in shape just to push me a little bit. You know, I want to keep the body in shape. So this was something very, very good and very, very exciting. So I can keep working out because the most important thing in a body is the heart. So, Floyd, thank you. Round two, then. And this is the money round. <laughs> so what lessons have you learned in the ring um, that have helped you uh, in business and making money? Patience. It's all about having patience. Nothing happens overnight. Simple as that? Simple as that. <laughs> okay. If all your money was taken and you couldn't go back into boxing, what would you do to become successful again? Well, I'm not in boxing right now. And I've been able to maintain and live a great life. So that takes some type of smarts and intelligence. Because remember, I retired a long time ago. What, I think four years ago. And I'm still living a great life. And I've been involved. I mean, of course, um, every time I stepped away from the ring, I was able to make smart, uh, more and more smart investments. So um, with, with, without boxing anymore, I would still live a great life because I was able to co connect dots with certain individuals so I can make smart investments. And once you're but, definitely but, but, not... But I want to oh. say this. Boxing was the driving force. And once that driving force is gone, what do you think you'll do? I just told you. I said it was the driving force to for me to, to for me to meet certain individuals in my life so I could make smart investments. And can you tell us about any of those investments? Oh, I talked about it before. I talked about my my real estate portfolio. I talked about uh just so many different things that I invested in. And um, you don't want to tell everybody everything. It's okay to tell you just a little bit, but not everything. Sure. Um, you also do a lot of your own negotiation, I guess, as your own promoter. I know you bought yourself out of a previous contract. So could you give us any tips on negotiation? Um, well, a lot of times, every fighter think they can become a boxing promoter. If you cannot give a fighter a million dollar a million dollar advance, you can't become a boxing promoter. I mean, simple as that. A lot of fighters want advances. Promoters have to give fighters advances. And I want a particular one that can give a fighter an advance. A lot of promoters, a lot of young guys, just because you have your own symbol and you put it on a on a backdrop doesn't make you a promoter. Or you got your own symbol and you put it on your trunk or it's put it in the rain doesn't make you a boxer promoter. And you've had a promoter and you've been your own promoter. Um, what was the main differences between you promoting your fight and someone else doing it? I was able to keep majority of the money, 100% of the revenue. I was able to be my own boss. I was able to promote myself and put myself, promote myself worldwide instead of just in one area. So being my promoter, I like it a lot better. Floyd, you've been quoted as saying, if it makes money, it makes sense. But uh, also that it's not all about the money. 
So um, which one of those is the most true statement for you? Of course, if it makes business, if it makes money, if it, and if it makes business sense, then it's very important. But when I say money is not everything, I mean, the way I love them, the unconditional love I got for my children, no money could, no money could buy that. That's just, that's deep rooted. Uh, the love that I got for my father and a love and a, and a love and my, as far as my dad, t- the skills that he taught me in boxing is priceless. You can't put no money on that. So, you know, like I said, it's a little bit of both. And every day you don't feel the same way. So one day I can say something and another day I can feel a, a whole nother way and I can say something that day. Do you think there's a lot of betrayal in boxing, Floyd, when it comes to the money side of the game? Have you ever experienced any? There's a lot of betrayal just in life, period, when it comes to finances. The number one cause of divorce is financial. So I think finances, just financial, period, and money, period, causes a, a lot of problems all around the world. And how do you move on from when you've experienced betrayal? How do you handle it? Try to be try to be the bigger person and handle things behind the scenes so they won't have to come out publicly to the world so the world can see. Do you think once you fought Logan Paul, you might fight Jake Paul? Well, this is an exhibition. It's an exhibition fight, but... Jake Paul talked about me and him fighting a real fight. If it's a real fight, then I'll go down to my real fighting weight class, which is 147 pounds or 154 pounds. And if Jake Paul can come down to 154, and then we can see his skills. And then someone in my camp showed me, you know, a video of Jake Paul talking about, Oh, Floyd talking about he didn't really know me. Listen, a lot of times people pay me to promote certain certain things and to help certain people. And at one particular time, a guy, John Shahidi, wanted me to talk on camera uh, for Jake Paul as well as Logan Paul. Talk about, yeah, I'm working with these guys. I'm training these guys. I did that just to show those guys love. And I did that for, I I didn't even do it for any money. I did it because John Shahidi was a friend of mine and, and I done him, I done him a favor. So doing John Shahidi a favor came back and kind of bit me in the ass, but it didn't because at the end of the day, these guys like to show, Oh yeah, Floyd don't, he, he really knew me. He really knew me. Listen, once again, I said, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to come on record and say this. I really didn't know Logan Paul and I really didn't know Jake Paul. I didn't. I'm just being honest. When someone came to me and wanted me to talk about boxing for them and stand behind them, I done someone a favor. That's all I did. Still didn't know him. So when I done them a favor... We can say it's safe to say when I was like, yeah, I'm training this guy. I'm working with this guy. This guy's good. I was lying. So if I lied, I lied. 
And I, so, but I did it. I didn't really lie. I just went out there and helped promote these young these young YouTube fighters that nobody didn't know. So I don't really want to say I lied, but I was blowing smoke up to people's ass talking about I was going to train these guys. Thank you, Floyd. Do you prepare for a exhibition fight differently to you would a, a more you know professional fight? Is there different preparation, or is yeah, that absolutely. could that be lazy? absolutely? Because when you prepare for a real fighter, you train in what five to six days a week, whereas a YouTuber you train in uh, three days, four days. You train a day, take a day off. You don't really have to train that hard for a YouTuber. At least I don't think so. We'll find out. We'll see. Mm. Um, would you fight any other kind of celebrity, um, KSI, or any other kind of celebrity? Is this a, or is this just I a one-off thing? Once again, I, that name came up, and I don't really know who KSI is. I know he's a guy that's also, if I'm not mistaken, he's big in the YouTube world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like I said, I meet these guys and I hear these guys' name, but these are not guys that I really know. I'm not knocking these guys. I'm not against them, but I don't mm. really know these guys like that. Do you think this convergence of YouTube and boxing, do you think this is going to go somewhere? Do you think this has a future? I mean, when we last talked, Floyd, you got me to Google the Paul brothers and see how many social media followers they had. And, you know, you showed me that they've got massive reach. Do you think this has got a future? After Sunday, we'll see, you know, how his career holds up, Logan Paul. And then Jake Paul, once he get beat, we'll see how long will he stay in boxing. So we'll just see. Only time will tell. Back in the day, um, was there a reason you never crossed paths with Prince Nassim and, you know, never got sort of fighting with him in his prime and your prime. I wanted to fight Prince Nassim. Um, and he's a good friend of mine right now. And we talk um, on the regular. But at that particular time, when I was pretty boy Floyd, nobody wanted to fight me. And Prince Nassim was a hell of a fighter. He was a good fighter and a mm. good showman. But I was just on a different level. Mm. Would you, you would have loved to fight, fight him though? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And at that particular time, when I wanted to fight Prince Nassim Hamed, you know, um, I don't know his promoter at that particular time, but we never did. Floyd, who was the harder fight between Ricky Hatton or Marcus Maidana? Who would you say the harder fight? Mar Marcus Maidana's, Marco Ma Marcus Maidana is a, Harder puncher, and he's um Marcus. I will, I'll say Marcus Maidana, but Ricky Hatton is he's real gritty and tough. Very, very gritty, very tough. Mm. Good fighter. When you fought Victor Ortiz, he fought a little bit dirty. I would say. Um, how did you sort of handle that and cope with that? Was that a surprise, or how did you Just, handle that? Once again, I told you before. I have a lot of experience on a, at a high level. When you got experience at a high level, you know how to handle certain situations when you when you are put in certain situations.
And and how did you handle that particular situation? Was well, you've seen it. I don't have to tell you, you've seen it. I'd just like to sort of get in your psychology a bit more and sort of find out. Because you saying, Floyd, you know, you've got that experience. You've got that. Obviously, us viewing, we don't have maybe that same level of experience. So it's good to kind of get a bit of a what's going on in your head at the time, how you react to it, how you adapt. Oh, well, I mean, what's going on in my head is this guy is fighting dirty, but keep your composure. Be who you are. You was built for this. You already knew guys were going to come at you in many different ways and try to cheat because nobody can ever beat you on an even playing field. When it's on an even playing field, I always come out on top. So everybody always try to find a way to cheat to beat me. Thanks for explaining that, Floyd. Appreciate it. Um, what's the story behind the Amir Khan fight that never happened? Um, guys like, I mean, I know you from the UK, but guys like this is not even important. You see, I beat Canelo, and you see what Canelo did to Amir Khan. Simple and plain. What would you say has been your greatest fight of all time? All of them. Every last fight played a major, major role. Not one that stands out as like your most skillful or one that you, you were maybe in a bit of a, a corner and you fought back well? No, all, all of them played a major role. You know, I appreciate all my fights and I appreciate all the fans. So at the moment, Floyd, boxing um, seems to have a lot of people sorting things out publicly. So you've got the Eddie Hall fight with uh, Tor, uh, the Man Mountain out of Game of Thrones. What's your opinion on these people who have this beef and come out and have a boxing match, but they're not really boxers? Who? Um, Eddie Hall, the bodybuilding, the, the world's strongest man, and Thor, the second world's strongest man. They're having boxing fights. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Just seems to be a bit of a fashion at the moment. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, for some reason, Connor always seems, Connor McGregor seems to have a bit of a peck about you on social media um, that you're broke. So who's richer, you or Connor? Um, I'm not here to speak on another man's pocket. Um, I'm comfortable and I'm happy. If you could fight anyone in the world, um, who would it be? I know you're retired, but, you know, obviously you're doing this exhibition. So professional or exhibition, if you could fight anyone, who would it be? Logan Paul. Anyone after that? Logan Paul. <laughs> And after that, <laughs> Logan Paul. Floyd, this um, uh, podcast on my channel is called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. What does the word disruptive mean to you? Uh, probably trying to get under somebody's skin. A little rude, a little disrespectful. That's it. Can that be a good thing? Um, Maybe. But that's the, that's the name of your show. So, I mean, obvious if you're interviewing different people, then that's that's the that's the uh, name that you chose. I'm not against it. And would you regard yourself as an entrepreneur, Floyd? Absolutely. And and how would you define one? Um, just uh, 
a person that's independent, find a way to make things happen. And every entrepreneur don't have to, have to be rich or wealthy. Do you have a prediction for how the fight's going to go, Floyd? I just want everybody to tune in and watch. It's going to be a good show. Floyd, I want to thank you very much for doing this interview. I'm very grateful. Good luck for the fight. Thank you. Thanks for Pre keeping us all entertained through these difficult Always. times. Always. I appreciate it. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you.